to Capital Sports, to Mainland Europe's number one English language radio sports show. We're Capital Sports, of course, on Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore, and I'm going to start today by saying hello to all our regular listeners uh, who contacted me today on Twitter. Larry Litsky, who is in New York, New York, of course, in the USA. Donald Kelly, who is in the south side of Dublin, he made sure to point that out. To Vikash Virander, who's in Mumbai, India. It's getting late there, but uh, Vikash, a very warm welcome to you this evening. And to Hasim Zahrani, who is in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. All of them, as I said, they wrote to me on Twitter today. They wanted most specifically to know, is our Big Fat Filthy quiz going ahead tonight? And I said, yes. And I can promise you folks that it is going to be bigger, fatter, and indeed filthier than usual. Okay, before we get there, we have two Andes and an Isult. They are going to come on now in just one moment to talk about the Russian Premier League and the Olympic Games. Then we're going to go in segment two to speak with Kirill Bredo, a very good friend of ours. He's the former press chief, of course, for FC Lokomotiv Moscow, and one of the best sports specialists of all sports, but especially football in Russia. He's going to be joined by our own Andrew Flint for that. Okay, it has been a very, very busy week and here to help me to get through most of it. She's going to be making sure we, we I, I stay proper, I stay decent and normal. Effie, a very warm welcome back to the show. Thank you. Good evening. Okay. So I know that we were, you were decrying, you were complaining that uh, Morocco sent the worst people to the Olympics, correct? Uh, well, kind of. <laughs> okay, because Morocco normally win a couple of medals, but they are on a big fat zero right now. So, um, is it because they're sending like mothers, brothers, sisters, girlfriends, boyfriends? Well, they could they could send like better than what did. We, we have great, uh, great players, ad- yeah, yeah. But no one, no one has. Okay, well that's fair enough. Okay, well, okay, well, um, all right. So starting off a quick roundup of sports news. Andrei Shevchenko, he is gone as Ukraine boss. He announced on his Instagram, Twitter, uh, or his Instagram account today. So that's a big pity. He did a very, very good job, of course, with the Ukrainian national team. And uh, very best of luck to him for his next step. Alpine racing teams. Esteban Okan. He won his maiden Formula 1 Grand Prix today in an absolutely enthralling, well, kind of a bit mental uh, Hungarian Grand Prix. Um, Vettel and Hamilton were second and third respectively, which means 
which means with Max Verstappen finishing in 10th place, Hamilton now goes into the lead in Drivers' Championship. He is leading now by six points there. Uh, listen, there was a double gold in the Olympic men's high jump today when the Italian and Bahraini athletes decided they were on the same height, same jumps and so on and so forth. They hugged each other and said, that's it, let's just have a gold each. There you go as well for some. There was another gold course for Italy in uh, the men's 100 metres, the stunning race by Le Mans, Marcel Jacobs, who of course, American-born, uh, Italian mom, and he moved to Italy when he was only a little fella. I think he was only a year old. And uh, he basically ran his fastest time ever to win the 100 metres. Um, okay, good for him. He was a, a long jumper up until about three years ago, so I guess those lockdown gains propelled him to a 9.30, a 9.8-second uh, win. In Olympic football, Brazil are going for two goals in a row. They're playing Mexico on Tuesday, and uh, that, of course, is a semi. And the other semi hosts Japan are squaring off with Japan. For Russia, some great news in tennis. I'm going to just say one of them right now, because we'll mention it in a couple of minutes. Pavlichenkova. Anastasia and Andrei Rublev, our own boy here from Moscow, they won gold in the mixed doubles. Well down to well down to them. Okay, of course we know that already this week that the men's and women's gymnastics teams from the Russian Olympic Committee they won gold in the team competitions. And Evgeny Ryloff, he won the 100 and 200 meters backstroke titles for the Russian Olympic Committee. There you go. Okay, so um, Russian Premier League, we're going to start off with that, of course. We predicted almost completely correctly uh, Spartak beating Krylysov to 1-0 on Wednesday, or sorry, sorry, on Friday. That was tougher than it should have been, but they got the three points in the bag. Dinamo winning a tough one in Bashkort to stand 3-2 against Ufa. And, and Loco, who are going Loco, we'll discuss that a bit in a few minutes, um, Loco going Loco, they beat Siska in a topsy-turvy derby yesterday, 2-1. Yeah, that was a bit of a stunner. Uh, the game between Rostov and Zenith has just finished 4-2 to Zenith. So not a great start for uh, Mr. Karpin, uh, of course, the new Russian coach. Um, Krasnodar and Himki finished 1-0 to Himki. Yeah, I know. And uh, that is that is after putting a cat among the pigeons. Um, Andrew Flint, bring you in right away. Uh, it was an interesting weekend in the Russian Premier League, but very interesting at Lokomotiv. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's hard to know uh, who's coming or going at the moment, but um, we have seen only a a few hours ago confirm that Grigor Kachorga is indeed on his way to Krasnodar. Both clubs have announced it, so their top goal scorer is gone. Um, But with all the turmoil off the pitch, they still managed to win the Moscow Derby away to to Sky, which was um, was a fantastic result, and I did not see it coming. Um, So we'll have to wait and see what happens next weekend. Okay, of course, uh, Gregor Krichowiak, he is gone, the outstanding Dutch international. He is gone right now from the club. He's gone to Krasnodar. Um, You know, before we kick off today, it might have been a decent move, but not so good now. Um, The club does seem in meltdown. There's a lot going on, but let's uh, talk about other games. Spartak, I mean, Spartak are hanging in there. I mean... It doesn't seem all that healthy in the club right now. Uh, and Andy Mack will mention in just a moment uh, because they, they seem to be playing the wrong type of football for Russia. Well, yeah, I mean, they, uh, what's slightly confused me is that Jordan Larson hasn't started either of the first two games. He, he didn't really feature much for Sweden at the Euros and he's their most exciting forward, in my view. And especially when you consider Ezekiel Ponte is away at the Olympics. You would have thought they would... They would go with that. Um, they are trusting um, the youngsters. Nikolai Roskazov was out of favour last season. Um, he's covering for the great human product, uh, Pavel Maslov. Um, but a lot of the youngsters are being trusted, like Ignatov and Yarov. Um, 
Fobler put away the penalty, but didn't look overly exciting. But they got the result. And if you get results when you play badly, that is not a bad sign, but they've got to improve. Yeah, that is very true. Okay. Um, Dinamo, of course, winning 3-2 in Bashkortostan. That was handy for them. I mean, it was a good win for them. But at the same time, um, you know, Ufa are starting out the season well enough. They're not a bad team. But Dinamo, I mean, to win away from home 3-2, now they're like, you know, unbeaten two games. Um, it, it's a decent start for them, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, I wholeheartedly agree to win away at Ufa is never, never easy, considering how strong Ufa were at the end of last season. It was a bit nervy, really, for them. First half was comfortable. Two penalties, they went 2-0 up, were coasting. Um, and then two goals in the last 10 minutes, um, back, and that was after Ufa had gone down to 10 men. Suddenly it looked like Ufa might even somehow snatch it. But um, they showed good character. Um Sebastian Szymanski winning in the last minute. Uh, that's a fantastic result for them. Um, hopefully they can calm down for next week. Um, but a good start for them. OK. Um, listen, we're going to let you go now in just a moment because you'll be back with us, of course, in the second segment. Uh, but before we do, um, Fyodor Smolov, of course, I've, I've called him many times a flat-track bully. <laughs> He's got two goals uh, so far this season. He's looking good. But is he looking good to try and get a move away from Lokomotiv? Because uh, a friend of ours, a um, friend of the show as well, Danny Armstrong, he's kind of saying, oh, they're going to move here, going to move there. But no one really knows, do they? Well, a lot depends what happens elsewhere, in my opinion. If Sardar Asmoon does leave, um, Leverkusen interested, uh, although that seems to have died down a little bit today. If he does, there was talk Smolf may even move to Zanitsa replacement. I'm not sure. Um, but unless anybody else majorly moves, I think it probably will end up staying. But um, especially now, he's got <laughs> it's a bit of a mess off the field. But if he stays, he's going to have his first choice um, starting lineup place guarantee. Okay, and of course, um, the, the, the rumour bill continued to be pushed from inside Russia about Nikola Vlasic. Uh, we've discussed him before. Uh, we, yeah. we've, we've named the teams, actually. Uh, our friends at the Transfer Exchange Show, they actually said, uh, you know, kind of the teams are interested in Milan have like completely gone off them altogether. Uh, any, any further news on uh, old Nick? Or I should say young Nick. He's only, well, he's only young lad. <laughs> I was going to say, it feels old because he's been around a while. But yeah, um, no no further news. Like you say, it has died down a bit. It seems Milan thought they could get him on the cheap and just go, are desperate not to for their quite significant debts. They're up to about 90 million euros in debt at the moment, from what I understand. So they're going to hold out for a major price. And I think they should. Um, I think it might look like he'll stay for the time being, uh, especially as he did actually play at the weekend. So um, I think he's likely to stay a bit. Okay. Listen, you're going to go away. So we're going to bring in uh, Andrew, or Andy McLean. Andy Mack, he's going to come in with Hesel Cody. Andy, uh, looking ahead very, very briefly, uh, of course, okay, tomorrow, Ahmed will play in Sochi. That is at 8 o'clock down in Grozny. But next Friday, Lokomotiv are away to Ufa. We've just spoken about them, that Ufa got spanked, of course, by... Um, Dinamo uh, uh, yesterday, but uh, it will be tough for Lokomotiv next week, won't it? Especially now they're missing a number of players. Well, define uh, obviously Ufa away from home, as, as as Andrew Flint said, is never an easy place to go. But these are the games you have to win. Uh, I think they've got enough quality about them, regardless, to to get three points there. Um, if you go back in time, Loco have a pretty good track record there, but undefeated since about the last five years in Ufa, but they've only won one game, and that was last oh. season. Uh, and they snuck it one snuck it one nil. So it'll be a tight affair, but um, they should have enough about them, regardless of who they put on the pitch to, uh, to obviously, 
the, the little comeback they had against Dinama uh, with one very, very clever header um, might give Ufa a little boost. But there's only four teams at the top with two wins at the moment. And I think Loco's momentum, regardless of what's happening off the pitch, when you've got momentum on it, um, the players don't care about whatever, you know, money going in and out or whatever. If, if, if they're getting picked and playing well, then I, I think that's three wins on the trot. Okay, um, Spartak against Nizhny Novgorod. Nizhny Novgorod in all sorts of financial trouble off the field. Um, that looks like a you know three points for Spartak. Even though last night we were discussing that that Spartak do not play the type of football that is going to win matches here regularly in Russia. Yes, but that is the kind of game where I think they can actually tinker and try a few things. So. Um, the big game that they will be focusing on comes before that, which is Benfica in midweek. Uh, Nizhny Novgorod won't give them any trouble. Um, so focus Benfica, play it game by game, and I think they'll rotate and see what's what. But as Andy Flint also mentioned, they're trying a, an awful lot with their youngsters at the moment and not really learning a great deal from it. So these kind of learning curves for Spartak at the moment will be huge. So they need to take that game against Nizhny Novgorod very seriously. Otherwise, it could be a drift from Zenit and, and etc. at the top before they know it. Yeah, that is true because the season is short. It, it can get away on you, or it can actually catch very, up on you or get away. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very. Quick. We saw that with you know with Lokomotiv when they looked out of it in springtime after the winter break and then suddenly went on to to win the league in 2018. Okay, uh, Dino Siska on Sunday. That Spartak games on Saturday eight o'clock. On Sunday eight o'clock, we'll just be uh, starting up when they are finishing off. Uh, Dino Siska. That's 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 a big one, isn't it? That's a big tester for Siska. Can they bounce back from yesterday's loss? I think at this point, it's a bigger test for Dinama to see whether their credentials are really there for a top three spot this year. Uh, CSK haven't looked good at all. Uh, fair enough, Loco snuck a, a bad goal to win it. Um, but I think at the moment, I, I, I'd be focusing on the home team rather than the away team. I don't think CSK or Spartak are in any great shakes. Um, and if Dinama probably got the kick up the, the proverbial that they perhaps needed against Ufa, um, and they showed resilience and, and got a winner. Um, I think a home win there. Okay, fair enough. All right. Um, Isolt, uh, we're going to talk about Olympics now. We've got a few minutes to talk about Olympics. Uh, we will mention at the start of the, uh, before the Big Five Filthy Quiz as well, lots of questions to ask on that. Um, Isolt, what has stood out for you in this past week in Olympics, apart from uh, today's golf? So, obviously, the golf being a highlight for Ireland. Um, we've We've had... I think the Olympics has had a lot of great moments, actually, and I'm surprised. We've had, obviously, as you mentioned at the start of the show, we had the double gold, which I think was maybe something a little bit special um, because it kind of goes that little bit further than the games. It shows just a solidarity in sport, which is obviously huge. In Ireland, we did also this morning wake up, or if you were of a certain disposition, stay up late, to discover that one of our athletes, and this is an unusual story, which is why I'm highlighting it, uh, one of our boxers unfortunately was uh, not able to take place, um, take his part in his semi-final fight today because when he won his quarterfinal, he jumped up into the air to celebrate and landed awkwardly, <laughs> thus himself out of his semi-final fight. He still goes home with the bronze, but obviously, as you can imagine, it's a very difficult day for what him. What might have been? Uh, yeah, the other thing I suppose we have is the Jamaican benefit race with friends, which is oh. what I'm now calling the 100 uh, metres women's final because 
there's a horse race in Ireland every year, which basically features one well-known trainer's horses. And it's known as the Aidan O'Brien Benefit because it's all of his horses. And that's what it kind of felt like. It was a case of one, two and three for Jamaica. And clearly they're not BFFs by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but that obviously, athletics, you have to take it with a pinch of salt as in what you're viewing. But it, today it had a lot of exciting viewing. I suppose the men's 100 metre finals, as you mentioned earlier, you have a false start initially by the Team GB athlete who is then obviously ruled out. And then you have a man who runs a time he has never previously run. Yeah, only, bro- only in May, only a couple of months ago, he broke 10 seconds. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> he's running. But isn't yeah, that it's what, amazing, isn't it? That's Just what the Olympics amazing. are about, Isolt. Come on. I mean, it, it, you, you go there and run your best time. That's when you basically, we saw Thomas Barr, the Irish I, runner. He, you know, he, he always, he's always a great competitor, the 400 meter hurdler. And he always runs his best times at big games. So he kind of peaks. But uh, these other fellas are flying all the year. So isn't it not nice to see like an Italian, um, you know, kind of break some British hearts? It, it would be nicer, I suppose, if we could watch it with, like, again, you have to watch it like, you know, it's like a Christmas movie. You, you see Santa in it, but your adult brain tells you you may not get to meet this man on Christmas Eve. But again, I, this brings you to the other. There have been some moments during the Olympics which have just been phenomenal to view, irrespective of what you feel you're seeing. Um, I am going to mention one of the events that I think I enjoyed most of all was seeing Novak Djokovic crash out and go home without a medal. Um, and of course, we also had we've had some sports that are there for the first time, and that is truly brilliant. I found myself becoming a BMX expert over the course of the weekend. I don't particularly want to watch it ever again, but there was also we saw Turkey win their first ever uh, gold medal for archery. It's it's just a pick and mix tapas of sports. You can get to see things you would never otherwise want to watch, and if you have half an hour spare at any time over the next few days, I would highly recommend going back. Okay. Easel, we, we, before we go away, of course, there's been a lot of shade thrown at Russia in uh, the last little while, like with, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, an awful lot of like, nasty things kind of said. One of the yeah. interesting was that we, we do have to mention, of course, before we go into the break, is Simone Biles. Because, yeah. you know, we said last week that she was due a meltdown. And, and I've been told by people working that she was advised not to compete, but she, she deliberately went there to compete. She was told by doctors and people that she wasn't, you know, um, fit enough and so on and so forth and that she was having some problems, but she went to compete. Do you think this is like, you know, that using the sort of the mental health issue, you know, was it was the right thing to do? Does she should have just said, no, I, you know, I spray my wrist or something? I, I suppose I think it may have been in this instance, because I think we're seeing I was surprised by the amount of athletes and particularly in the gymnastics sphere, which I know very little about other than once every four years coming out and talking about that. Whatever about injuries, if she's not in the right frame of mind, gymnastics is a very dangerous sport. We're not talking playing tennis where you might go over on your ankle. Um, And I think her going there, she probably was in a position where I don't think she could have pulled out. I think the pressure was so immense that she had to go there. And when there, perhaps she's in a bubble there. She's under less pressure than she is from the US media. And there's an opportunity to come out and say, I can't compete. That could be. Yeah. Listen, we're going to have to we're going to have to go away and leave you guys uh, for the moment. We're going to come back uh, in in the break after a second with, of course, Andrew Flint and Kieran Bredo. Um, okay, we're going to go out right now to the break with uh, quite an interesting one. This is Kevin Rudolph and Little Wayne, Little Wayne, even uh, called Let It Rock. Back after this with the awesome twosome. Capital.
Capital Sports with Alan Moore. I see your dirty face behind your collar. This segment is brought to you in association with Match Business Consulting, your one-stop shop 
for all your sports events and management needs. Okay, folks, we're going to go into the phone right away. We're not going to waste any time. Um, Andrew Flint, uh, very, very quickly to you. We were going to speak about uh, Lokomotiv, but I also wanted to bring you in just on this one moment in terms of Simone Biles and the attitude, because we were facing it this week, you and I, uh, on Twitter, the, the attitude towards Russia. Um, it seemed a bit uh-huh. a bit strange because we did say last week that Simone was, you know, I, I, I apologize for saying I called her sickly. I said it in the way is that I was told by people within the sport that she was, you know, not in the best shape coming to the Olympics, that they wanted her to pull mm-hmm. out. But she had so many obligations to sponsors and so on that she went ahead and took part in the games. Um, mental health is the ultimate, ultimate got out, got, get out clause. Um, we'll never know. And it sounds awful to suggest it, but it must be possible that some people may not know themselves how serious and how deep their mental health is. And do they look to it to, for their advantage? Perhaps some people do. Um, but I think it is important, even if somebody is taking advantage of it i think it's still important to have the discussion because there may be other people who are too nervous to to broach the subject who may be um may be suffering and they may see examples where they think well if that's the reaction they get i better not say anything and i better soldier on and yeah it's virtually impossible i i i I don't i don't know how to answer and it's not sitting on the fence it's it's impossible to know we may never know Effie, you, you, you. Before we went on air, when we were discussing the whole you know, issue, you, you have your doubts over Simone's kind of uh, position. Yes, well, uh, Alan Olympic Games is ultimate place where best of the best uh, compete, overcoming mental, emo- emotional, and physical obstacles. It's not the place to start taking care of your mental health and draw attention to yourself. I'm not sure how Olympic Committee overlooked that, but some people say, like, she needed help, she needed break, she was not in mental strength capacity to go through Olympics. I mean, come on. Then someone else should have been uh, given a chance to step in uh, and represent the uh, United States. Alan, it's very simple. Her commercial and sponsor contracts must have clauses that she, she, she has to attend real Olympic Games to receive money. But She's in terrible form and will lose for sure. Losing is bad for her brand. So what do you do when you have to play, but you can't afford to lose? Yeah. You just drop out the middle, <laughs> in the middle of the game. Technically, you are in the game and technically you didn't lose. That's true. Yeah, no, no, she did. She, she didn't lose her medal. She kind of dropped it. That's fair enough. Um, okay. That's, no, again, it is that sort of issue where there's a lot going on around it and we'll never really get to the bottom of it. But we're going to get to the bottom of something else in a moment or just right now. I'm delighted to have on one of the really, you know, we're, we always have the good guys and good girls, good men, good women of uh, sport, whether it be in Russia, England, Ireland, doesn't make a difference where it is. And we've got a really, really good guy, a very good friend of mine, and someone who, you know, really does sports the right way, and especially sports media. Kieran Brady, you're very welcome back onto Capital Sports. Hi, Alan. It's a great pleasure, as always. And to, to be a guest uh, in a fantastic show, yes. As always, as always, first of all, <laughs> I'd like to apologize for my English. You know, this is a tradition <laughs> that we have. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. 
But Before, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to inter interrupt you from the first seconds, but um, uh, to go back to your last topic, uh, you, you, about the Olympics you've been discussing. As I heard, she just couldn't use some pills highly needed yes. that are forbidden in Japan. Yes. Yes, uh, but not forbidden in the US, right? Yes. Yes. So it's not like a, a mental issue. It's like yes. It, that, that's it. More. That's it. And, and people, no one's speaking about it. And they're saying, yeah, like, you know, she's under trouble. But yeah, but she, she has been taken since she's a child, since she's a little girl, taking these drugs yeah. that um, assist with ADHD, like attention deficit disorder and so on, which she was never diagnosed as having. Um, a lot of athletes, a lot of gymnasts, it's, it's, it's pure abuse of these gymnasts, these poor kids. And they're giving right, them to right. focus, you know, because they're on the beam and so on. So it like it. You know, it really makes them better athletes in every sense. Um, so, it, you know, this, this is something that's, it actually came across from China. It actually came, this, this kind of technique came from China. Um, and it's worked very, very well. It, it came through the Carolis and it came all the way through into, like, through Romania and into the USA. And that's it. She wasn't allowed to take it and she basically melted down. But she should not have been taking them in the first place. And I don't know, like, Camille, when, when, I mean, you've worked on the media side and, uh, you know, do you think that, you know, maybe someone should have taken her side and said, listen, Simone, it's not worth it, my love, just please take some time off. Because she is, she's only 24 years of age, so she's her whole life in front of her. But it looks like, you know, she's going to be stigmatized now. Well, as I heard from, also from experts that uh, it was the right decision to, to leave the Olympic Games uh, just because of the health, because it was uh, a risky uh, a risky thing if she continues to, to take part in the Olympics because you know those uh, really really difficult uh, jumps and uh, attempts so if you just have some problems and you, you do not understand the 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 height the when you are while you know doing all those uh, fant fantastic uh, uh, things uh, in the air so it was just risky for her that's it. That's it. That's exactly it. Okay, look, thank you for, like, as always, your input's brilliant, and as always, your English is excellent. Um, Better than mine, no. actually. <laughs> no, 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 listen, we're, we're, we're doing great. This is why our show is number one in Europe. Um, Kirill, uh, moving, I mean, there seems to be, since you've left Lokomotiv, um, things haven't gotten easier there, because when I saw, like, when, when I saw you still there, I was like, you know, this is like, you know, you're, you're the glue that kept everything together. Um, but are you glad to be away from right now? Because you seem to be doing better than ever. Well, to, 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 be, on, to be honest, at this moment, I feel a little bit sick uh, because of my uh, stomach. But generally, <laughs> yes, if we, if we consider the, the period after I, I left the club. Uh, yeah, because, you know, this is the period when I, when I have all the possibilities to live uh, like myself, my life. Because when you work in the club... Well, of course, we have to we have to respect uh, all the staff, all media team, uh, all other people uh, working for the club. But mainly, it's everything up to the team, yes, up yeah. to the their uh, fixtures. And it's right, that's absolutely right. But if you have a game of youth teams uh, Saturday next day, you have a uh, like uh, match away. It's in Yekaterinburg, and you have to go with the team. And after that. Well, you just cannot, you don't have a possibility to take a takeoff day because you can't te technically, but you know, journalists, uh, they do not uh, give you any, any time to, to rest, no. to have a rest. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it could be eight o'clock in the morning and they can write about Simon Lee in the club. So, and yeah. it can be Saturday. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's really difficult. So now I just, I just 
have all the possibility to plan my week, my month, and I like it. And okay, I, like I mean, because I'm looking at the okay, the club did well last year, won the cup. Um, you know, they, they you know, the, the new coach, Marco Nicholas, he's, he's doing well, but okay, we, we, we've discussed before last year when you guys left, when the whole like basically the entire media department left. Um, I don't want to go back onto that because you know, there's something that for me was like it was just it was. It was wrong. Like there were so many good people there who loved the club, who worked well for the club, who were bloody good professionals. That's including yourself, Anya Galli, and not just. I mean, a whole range of people yeah, there yeah. that I dealt with that were just really bloody good. I mean, you, you can't get over it. Um, do, do, do you think that you know Russian football in terms of you know the when we see people working with clubs now? Do you think that Russian clubs actually know what to do in terms of PR and in media? Do you think Russian football is going in the right way? Well, I, I, I don't want uh, to, to do this to, to take part in this uh, uh, criti- criticizing uh, the current team. Uh, but of course, to be honest, uh, the current team d- does not uh, is not that good as we were. Maybe the okay, we we can give them some time, some resources, but it appears they have. But still, you know, in terms of digital, in terms of uh, all the accounts that we, we had uh, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook uh, and so on. And we have fantastic accounts of youth team, of Kazanka team, women's team. They're just like died. Yes. Yeah. So maybe they have other. Yeah. Pri- uh, uh, yeah. Maybe they have uh, other priorities. Maybe, but you don't have actually. You don't have to to, to spend a lot of time just to not to forget uh, the, 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 this account to make one post per day. That's not too difficult to be honest. Uh, but y- y- you know that um, that case uh, with those jerseys. It was like a, a reason. Uh, that maybe someone was uh, searching for, because as we see at the end of the season, I mean, just like how the club was uh, left the, the club. I mean, I mean, the uh, guys uh, uh, that uh, from the law department, uh, from the commercial uh, department. I don't know from commercial department. So yeah. on, yes, yeah, and I mean, they, they were everybody. And, it was people that and were I have good. Some rumors. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and I have some rumors right now that we're just like uh, there is a possibility that, that we even uh, lose uh, a man um, uh, that, that covers everything uh, in terms of pitch and the oh, quality no. of, of, of grass we have. Yes, and he's the best in Russia. They're just rumors. I mean, but the situation is not good. I mean, the the hat it couldn't be changed. That's okay. Yes, but there are professionals. There are people who do the work by their hands. Yes, so, well, let's see, again, let's see, but uh, if we uh, have just a small flashback to the uh, ex uh, place where Plutnik uh, was an employee or employee or employer. Yeah, yeah, that's difficult for me all the time. Uh, he also fired like uh, about 1,000 uh, of uh, of employers or employees. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was obvious. It was obvious. Yeah. Because I mean, I will it be the right recession decision. Let's see. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, there, there was so much kind of rolling around Lokomotiv. Will they leave the Erzade Arena? Will this happen? Will I, I mean, there seemed to be so much, there, there seemed to be like almost a campaign to unsettle the club, to make the club fall to make and, and I mean it was coming from outside but also that there seemed to be like you said like with Putnik and some you know people around that were kind of you know they they, they seemed to know everything better but 
they don't seem to do things better. It seems to be this very good thing, uh, a, a common thing in Russia, and I discussed it with friends of mine, that um, it's here that people fail upwards. Even when they make not such good jobs in places, they seem to get better jobs. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yet yeah, you do a really good job and your whole team does a great job. And I, I look, okay, look, um, Andrew Flint is on the line, still on the line. He has, he has a yeah. question for you. Andrew, fire away. Um, yeah, hi, Kirill. I was really hi. interested uh, to get your opinion. I've noticed some of the social media teams at Russian clubs are starting to make more effort in English language social media coverage. Do you think yeah. that is actually quite an important aspect of social media appealing to an international audience? Yeah, for, for sure. I, I, absolutely. Because uh, every club uh, has to go international. When I was back to the club like three years before and we fa and we uh, were preparing for our first Champions League campaign after many, many years, maybe 14 or 30 mm. or something like that, uh, we, we, we prepared the communication uh, campaign back to business. Uh, in English, and uh, all our like uh, targeting in social media uh, went to to the to foreign countries because you know I've just like uh, see the situation when we we take part in a, in a group stage with Real Madrid or 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 or, or, mm -hmm. or Shad, you know whether and they say who's looking at it who's looking at it because the the new generation you know generation is gone and you guys just do not know what is looking at it Spartak, yeah. Cesca, Zenit, but not uh, our club so it was important. Before the Champions League campaign, to tell them what the locomotive, what are our values that we follow, and so on. So also, it's very important. I mean, when I uh, after after I left the club, uh, I gave big interview to Championat, and there was a phrase when I said like uh, uh, English Twitter is so important, but I did not follow all the excitements from the guys uh, that Spark uh, international Twitter is like number one, being the best mm -hmm. in Russia, and so on, because. I mean, I have my own resources. I, I didn't have 500 people and so on. Yes, I have just two, 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 two person uh, working 24 per 7 uh, in digital and we have a lot of accounts, yes, as, as we remember. So yeah. it was difficult every minute, every hour to, 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 to see what trends are right now at English Twitter, yes? And also, there are a lot of risky moments. As Spartak did. Oh yeah. With, uh, with the, with the, congratulating the, the Azil Fenerbahce. Yeah. The, yeah. Yes. Yes, and chocolate. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yes. Too many rigs. Too many rigs. So you, you, if you if you want to, you have to do it. You you mm -hmm. you have no. You have you cannot just take and forget it. Absolutely. No. Listen, but uh, first yeah, of all, yeah. first of all, yes, you you have to work with digital media here in Russia that, in terms of conversion rates, can follow people to go to the stadium. And to give you money to the club, that's the most important. Just the priority. Listen, okay, uh, we're we're, we're yeah. running out of time. In this segment, so Andrew, no, I know you had another question about Ruby and Kazan, but we're, we'll we'll leave it till the next time. Um, Kirill, just before we go, um, can you just tell us? Uh, you, know, you you did a great you did great work with Euro twenty twenty. How important? Well, Euro twenty twenty one. How important was that for Russia? Because I saw some of the product of your work, and it was absolutely fabulous. It matched up with anywhere else in Europe during the game during the championship. How important was that for Russia that you guys did such a, a, a marvellous job? Well, I think it was important. It was a complicated challenge because at the same time, we have really big uh, COVID numbers uh, every day, yes, and they were rising. And then, at the same time, we have uh, 
this uh, fantastic uh, euro. So it, it's really difficult to, to, to have some balance. So at the same time, to communicate with people that you have to wear some masks and at the same time uh, make some fantastic events uh, during the March day. The, the, because in, it, it's really important in terms of mood, yes, for everybody. And also some European authorities told that, yes, the situation is not so good, but people highly need these events to take part in their life nowadays. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Kirill, here, listen, thank you so much. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you into the studio in a couple of weeks because I'd love to just have you sit down and be here <laughs> with us for the entire show because, as always, your English is ideal and you're just someone okay. who lights up. You light <laughs> up tonight for us, so thank you so, so much. And look, and I know you're going to stay on with us despite being ill, okay, despite coming in, but you're not doing a Simone Biles. You're going <laughs> to stick with us. You're going to say, no, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with us. So you're going to hear with us for, for a big sure, for sure. quiz. Listen, thank you so much, guys. Okay, we'll talk to you in just one moment. Uh, folks, uh, that segment, of course, is brought to you thanks to our partnership with Match Business Consulting, Russia's number one sports business consultancy. We're going out with a one that you need to turn up. You're listening on headphones, you're lying in bed, or if you're just in the car, turn this sound up. Turn the sound up for this song. Close your eyes, unless you're driving a car. If you're driving a car, pull in and then close your eyes. Um, otherwise, you could have a problem. And just listen to this song. Let it flow over you, okay? Just listen to the very, very end. And we'll be back with a Big Five Filthy Quiz after this. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. You would not believe your eyes If 10 million fireflies Lit up the world as I fell asleep Cause they fill the open air And leave teardrops everywhere You'd think me rude But I would just stand and stare I'd like to make myself believe That planet Earth Stay awake when I'm asleep Cause everything is never as it seems Cause I get a thousand hugs From ten thousand lightning bugs Is they tried to teach me how to dance A foxtrot above my head A sock hop beneath my bed A disco ball is just hanging by a thread
Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Okay, now that I've contributed to mass car crashes across Europe or across well, wherever people are listening to us, and they listen to us in a lot of countries, uh, now we're going to enjoy the big fat filthy quiz. And we're delighted to have uh, all our guys on the line right now. Um, so I'll run through it in our running order because, of course, uh, the quiz guys, they are, you know, they're, they're ready for this. They're really, really ready for this, folks. I mean, they're ready, they're able, they're going to fight hard for this. Um, yeah, and I'm glad to hear that Andrew Flint has decided not to pull out today, so that's good. Um, okay, so starting off, Andy Mack, you're there with us. You're you're ready to. You're gonna. You're going to be greased up tomorrow, correct? Yeah, I'm squeaking for a peeking. Ah, there you go, there you go. Right. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I know Alex B is not with us. We can't get him on the line again second week in a row. So uh, Kirill is going to go number two. So Kirill, you're going n- number two. Um, you're going to be the right fullback, as they say. And number three, of course, will be Andrew Flint. Andrew, you are ready and able? <laughs> Always have been, always will be. <laughs> All right. Andy Flynn, stop laughing, you dirty-minded man. Right. Uh, number four I, I, will... I, I, I promise I wouldn't pull out, and I haven't. So, you know, there's nothing dirty about that. <laughs> okay, just stick it in and stay in. <laughs> right. Double N, you're there with us. Uh, yep, yep. Right. All right, you're going to keep it sane. Easel Cody, I see you've unmuted. You're still there with us. I'm joining the teenage boys for the evening, yes. <laughs> Listen, for the one who actually <laughs> who, who drops the, 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 the level of the call on a regular I, basis, you have nothing. I, 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 I think teenage, teenage is far too mature for our level. <laughs> yeah, so you, you're being yeah. very kind. Kindergarten, I think, is ours. <laughs> right, and Peter P is there in his closed flesh. Uh, I am, I am. And I do agree with Esel. I mean, uh, Andrew, you've got to finish with these jokes, I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Andrew Flint, yeah. tidy yourself up. Oh, yeah. wait, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Andy Mack is telling me I've got to be cleaner and more sensible. I mean, no. what is the world coming to? Mammy I Flint mean, I mean, listening. I mean, he keeps himself clean after his dungeon ventures. Like <laughs> oh, Jesus. Kirill, I promise you, this it'll get better from here on in. I know Kirill's sitting there going, what the hell have I let myself in for? You know, <laughs> <laughs> Kirill, has been like sitting there, you no, know. To go, to go. <laughs> go ahead, Kirill. To, to go back to my, to go back to my English. I was just trying to understand something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's not better that you don't, that's the you issue. Don't, don't worry. Yeah. It's un- I can't understand what goes on at this section, and right. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's going to say to remember, Kirill. 
Yeah. All you need to remember, Kirill, is to run a good dungeon, you need to keep your instruments clean. <laughs> <laughs> Kirill has come from, like, working with Real Madrid, interviewing Cristiano Ronaldo and Juve, and then he comes to these reprobates. Right, we're starting the quiz. <laughs> it is. Okay, uh, right, Effie is going, she's watching the mark. So, very quickly, okay, 100 metres men and women's races, okay? Uh, you have to give me the family name, you give me the year and the country of the person. Five points for each, okay? So, starting off with uh, Andy Mack. Andy Mack, Donovan. Donovan, the country and the year. What country did he run for and the year? Men's 100 metre champion. Um, Donovan, Canada. Yeah, that's five points. And the year? The year. Um, Donovan Mitchell. Um, I have to push on this, Andy. 2016. No. And his family name? Donovan Mitchell, you said? Mitch, Mitchell, yeah. No. Donovan Bailey. And it was 1996 oh, in Atlanta. Okay. Five points for one. Andy Mack. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two, Kirill. Gail. Gail. So her family name, her country, and a year. She, she won two medal, two gold medals, two different Olympics. So I'll give you uh, five points for both. So her Gail, what is her family name? And do we know, uh, uh, excuse me, do we know the, the, the discipline? Uh, 100 meters uh, women's sprint. Uh, yeah. So gold medalist. Uh, Gail, Gail, USA? Yes, that's five points. Good, good, good. And what year? I'll give you a hint. It's in the 90s. What Oh, God, no, that's really bad because there's really two in the 90s. Okay, <laughs> so one of the two Olympics in the 90s. I'll give you one. In 1996? Yes, correct. She won 92 Eight. as well. Six. No, 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 no. Stick with six. Yeah. Stick with six. Okay, okay, okay. okay, 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 okay. All right, that's another five points. And her family name, do you know it? No? Okay. Gail. Disgusting nails. Yeah. Gail, Gail Devers. Gail Devers. Okay. But you got 10 points, so you're, you're leading right now. Okay. Um, next Love one you. is Andrew. Andrew. Alan. Alan. More. Yeah. Thank you. Andy Mack. <laughs> well, I was just about to say, definitely not more. But no. no. <laughs> I'm not a 100 meter oh, sprinter for sure. Love it. Um, oh, okay. Okay. So I've got to get the family name, year, and. Country. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Come well, on. You know I'll, this one. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll. I'll say Britain because Ireland yeah. sounds. Yeah. No, sorry, yeah. Ireland. Ireland. No, 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 Britain, Britain, Britain. I'll leave you with the first no, one. Britain, quick. That. You're sticking with Ireland, Andrew Flynn, uh, the, the only Scottish person to ever win a, <laughs> a, a, a race in history. <laughs> We're not going to finish a career. A race of any kind. Um, oh, Christ. Uh, I'm not so familiar with him, so I'm going to have to go a long time ago. I guess not before 90s, 80s, maybe. Um, when, when, did, no, when did nobody else turn up for an Olympics? Oh, jeez. Okay, when did hold nobody on. nobody else oh, turn up for so an Olympics? Easy. Come on. Let him answer the question. I'm going to mute you all. Let him answer the question. <laughs> right. Okay, okay, okay. I certainly have no idea whatsoever, but I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess 1980, because I'm sure, yes, pretty sure correct, Carl correct, Lewis was correct. 84 yeah, and Yes, that's right, that's right, that's right. We're moving quick down. We're running out of time, folks. Alan Wells, Alan Wells, okay? With Alan with right. two Wells. He, he kept that, uh, you know, deep-fried Mars bar as he was running the 100 metres. Uh, okay, number four is double N, double N, quickly. Evelyn, Evelyn, family name. Evelyn. Yeah. Her country and her... Evelyn and you. Rogers. No, Evelyn Rogers. no, Ashford, Australia? okay. No, Australia? a no. year. It's in the 1980s. It's in the 1980s. Oh, 1988? Oh, 84. <laughs> Jesus. <I got laughs> <right>. <laughs> Everything. Not All right. Day. But at least you did it quickly. So that's, that, that speed counts. It's 100 <laughs> meters. Right. Uh, Esaltz. 
Easels, uh, zero, zero. Okay. Uh, not, oh, double N has dropped off to call. Double N will come out. Okay. All right, cool. We'll come back. Uh, okay. Easels. Uh, Yulia. Yulia. Okay. Right. What do I have to give you in terms of... Oh, God. Countries? You need to give me her family name, her country, <laughs> and a year. <laughs> oh, I know she's Belarus. Right. Belarus, five points. Okay. Um, okay. The year's going to be hard, but I know... Oh... Nestor Shinka? Yeah, very but good. I don't know yeah. Okay, okay. Two, 2004. Well done. Well done. You got 10 points oh, you for didn't that. didn't let me answer the year. Okay, <laughs> you I'm said I didn't know the year. You said I didn't know I, the year. I was trying to think of it. <laughs> oh, God. I knew it was in the noughties. I was trying to think what years. I was trying to do maths. So don't do takeaway points because I can't do maths. I'll right. take my points. Thank you. <laughs> okay, you got 10 points. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, the next one. Uh, we're, now, this is missing words, okay? So, Kirill, be, be, you can be free with this, okay? This is worth 10 big points if it's funny and five points if it's correct. So, uh, starting off with uh, Andy Mack. Can we have two what? Dirty protest. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll give you six points for that because that is funny, but not as funny as it could have been. Can we have two goals? Can we have two goals? That's what the guys asked today at the high jumpers. Okay. Um, Isil, this is... For, oh, sorry. Uh, Kirill, this is for you, okay? French man refuses okay. to what ring? <laughs> <laughs> refuses to what? <laughs> refuses to what ring? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Prince, Prince Albert. <laughs> you have to. You have to give me the missing word. There's only word. Okay. Uh, Peter, don't worry. I'll come back to you. Uh, Peter, just... I'll come back to you. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Frenchman refuses to what ring? <laughs> The last, I, I don't hear the, the last word. Ring, ring, Refuse ring, ring, happy. ring. Like as in ring. Ring? Yeah. To, to, to accept the ring? Back. Ah, no, no, to, to, to leave, to leave. Yeah, to yes, leave the ring. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you six points yeah. for that. Yeah, uh, that's exactly it, to leave the ring. Okay, <laughs> thank God. Okay, uh, quickly <laughs> on to, uh, Peter P, your question, very, very quickly. You have to answer it very, very quickly. Um, Maurice, Maurice. Maurice, this is for, I need the name, I need the country and the year. 100 meter champion. Maurice, uh, uh, that is a, an American name. Yes, very good. Name a color. So the year, uh, uh, how about, is it, can you give me a, a little it's bit? In, it's in the it? 2000s, it's in the 2000s. How about um, four? No, 2000, 2000. Uh, quick, his name, his name, his name. Some... Um, a colour, a colour. Uh, is, is it, does it sound Italian? No, no, no. No, it's a colour, a colour. Say a colour, say a colour. Any colour, pick a colour. Oh, oh, so that what it was. I, I, yeah. th I thought Andy was just setting me up. <laughs> no, for God's sake, <laughs> Jesus. We're not going to get through this quiz tonight, I swear to God. I'm going to just end it after All right, how around. about... Uh, <clears throat> don't say blue. No, no. Okay, quick. One, two, three. How about... Uh, Colour. Green. Yes, well oh, done, green. green. Yes, 10 points for Peter <laughs> P. Well done. All right, now quickly, quickly. Back on to Andrew. Andrew, this is for you, okay? Transgender debate, what in Turkey? Transgender debate what in Turkey? In uh, Tokyo, excuse me, Tokyo, Tokyo, not Turkey. Quick, quick, quick. What happened Tra to the... Tra transgender debate 
rages between pronouns. So. Yeah, it kind of explodes. Okay, I'm going to give you five points for that. So I'll, I'll give you five points. Okay, uh, very, very quickly on to the fourth. Uh, Double N, who is hopping in there, but he's there with us right now. Uh, organizers investigating athletes over park what? Organizers investing athletes, investigating athletes over park what? Or park abuse. <laughs> park abuse. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Actually, I'm going to give you 10 points for that, Nazar. That's very good. Park drinking. They were drinking outside in the park. Okay. Uh, all right. So, Isolt, this is for you, okay? Oh, I'm, I'm going to end it after this round. So, um, uh, there. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. These Olympics have been really what? Said Biles. These Olympics have been really what? Says Biles. Fun for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's cruelty it's stressful stressful okay right uh, and finally Peter P okay Grealish readies for what that's Jack Grealish the uh, Irish English international Grealish readies for what <laughs> defeat I'm going to give you I'll give you 10 points for that it's for City Move okay it's, folks we're, we're not going to okay very very quickly you just have to answer very very quickly okay we're going to fly through it so uh, this is um, Russian Premier League okay uh, statistics you have to answer very quickly right away okay starting off uh, Andy Mack okay um, as of July 20, 25th Artyom Juba has scored how many goals 136 or 138 38. Well done. Five points for Andy Mack on that one. Um, who won more uh, Russian Premier Leagues, Kirill? Was it uh, Dmitry Kirichenko or Dmitry Ananko? Dmitry Ananko, for sure. Well done. Well done, of course. Well done for uh, Spartak. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, who has played... Okay, number three, uh, Andrew. Who has played more? Okay. Igor Akinfayev. Or Sergei Ignashevich? Uh, I'm going to go Ignashevich. Very well done. You did right. Okay, he is 489 compared to 487 for Igor Akinfayev. Five points for uh, Andrew. Okay, top scorer Okay, between or in the uh, Russian Premier League. This is double N. Is it Alexander Kerzhakov or Alek Veretinenkov? Tininkov, yeah. Tininkov. I think, I think well, it's Kerzhakov. Oh, no. No, no, no. He's no, only 139. No. Alec has 143. Okay, and finally, oh, uh, penultimately, e okay. Uh, who has played more games, okay? Or, sorry, a higher goals rate per game. Is it Andrei Tikhanov or Roman Pavlichenko? I'm going to go with Roman Pavlichenko. Well done. You got five points. He has a 0.34 strike rate in the Russian Premier League. Okay. And finally, Peter P. Peter, you could still, I think you actually win this. Uh, Artyom Juba has played how many games in the Russian Premier League? Is it 336 or, 306, or 363 or 362? I'm going to go hmm. with, uh, with the former. Okay. With 363. Very well done. Five points to you. Okay. Quickly, Effie, who has finished top of the table? Peter P has finished Chris. top of the table. Peter P, you've won. So thank and you all. And Kirill. And Kirill. Oh, Kirill. Kirill, you got a silver medal. You got yeah. a silver medal. Okay, hey, well done. I never got my points for round two. You did. This is a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, wait, we'll bring it up with you. We'll fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> we'll adjust it. It's always it. a disgrace, so don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll say thank you, guys. Have a brilliant week. Thank you all for joining us. To Kirill, thank you for your time this evening and uh, hope your stomach gets well soon. 
Thank you, guys. Okay. All right, uh, folks, we're going to head into the good night. Effie, thank you very much for your time this evening. Thank you. Okay, folks, uh, we, uh, there's a chance we won't be on next week uh, because of scheduling, but we'll be back the week after. So we're going to play out tonight with a song that, you know, even it, right now, if you're lying in your bed, you're going to have thoughts and dreams and images of this, of vampires especially. This is Muse and Super Magic Black Hole. Back next, well, back next week or the week after. I'm Alan Moore, so have a great week. Take care of yourselves and each other. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.